Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. It is our CSS DFS podcast, Clay, Squirrel, and Smizzle, Daily Fantasy Sports. Welcoming in our good friend Al Zeidenfeld, all the way from Los Angeles. Al, it is always good to see your face. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. You know, I just watched Groundhog Day the other day. It's one of my favorite movies well, of all time. Yeah. I'm ready for everything that's going on here in week 17. And like week 18 is like the craziest week in Daily Fantasy 2. So uh, as everything kind of winds down for regular fantasy, it really starts to get exciting in daily fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take Groundhog's Day because last week in week 16, I beat Mike by eight points in Ooh. our daily fantasy league. Mike is still ahead 11 to 5 on the total season, but it doesn't matter. No big deal. Shout out to Nitrous or Entroys. His nickname is Nitrous. That's what we're going Nitrous, 211.4 points. Crushed it in you call our me tournament. You I will not. No. Nitrous Clay? And the NSS podcast. Ooh, nitrous. Uh, we can maybe Smith, do that. We'll, we'll think about that. I like it. Uh, I like it. <clears throat> shout out to nitrous for 211 points. That's yeah, awesome. Nice in our effort. DK league, you are up 11 to five on me on the season. In spite of me getting a win, I think there's at least a chance. There are six weeks left between 17, 18, and then the playoffs. If I win out here, Mike Clay, mm-hmm. if I, I win out, I mean, there's I, at least look, a chance. I wouldn't bet on it. But I wouldn't bet on it either. I wish you the best of luck, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Uh, join our free league over at DraftKings. Free to enter. $1,000 in prizes this week. At Mike Clay NFL. At Daniel Dopp. Follow him at Al Zeidenfeld. Also, go to smizzle.tv slash links for all the things that Al does outside of this as well. And let's jump into the week 17 slate at the quarterback position where we start like we always do with whoever is taking on the Detroit Lions. This week, it happens to be... Justin Fields at $7,900. It is $7,900. He is uh, second in pricing or third if you include Jalen Hurts. We don't expect him to play. So really second in pricing this week uh, against the Lions. And look, he had a, he's coming off a dud. Not worried about it. Maybe some people will see his production last week and not use him. I'm going to be okay with it because I'm going to cross that off to playing a really good defense in terrible conditions. And I'm going to look at the prior six games when he averaged 29 DraftKings points per game. His worst game was 19.3 points. His best game uh, just a cool 45.7. 45. And I think the week before he had 42, right? He was just uh-huh. on a tear there for a while. Uh, and that, oh yeah, the week before 42.7, that was against the Detroit Lions. Last time they played oh, four great. total touchdowns in that game, 147 cool. rushing yards on the earlier pod. Stefania uh, told us that maybe he won't rush quite as much because of the arm issues. We did see that uh, a little bit last week, obviously with his non-throwing shoulder. Slight concern, but maybe that leans, leads to a little more, uh, a few more pass attempts, right? So it's still a really good matchup lines. Most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the highest yards per pass attempt and average depth to throw to quarterbacks. We know Fields not afraid to throw it deep. So uh, I'm in on Fields at 7,900. We know the upside he brings to the table. Absolutely. And it's tough. Anytime you find a running or a running back, a quarterback that also uses the legs, especially against the Detroit Lions. We love them here this year. Al, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Taking on the Houston Texans, you're going a different route. $6,200 for Trevor Lawrence. What do you like about this matchup? I mean, he's he's like Hansel. He's just so hot right now. He I mean, is. Rushing touchdowns in two of his past three games. Three or more passing touchdowns in three of his last five. 30-plus rushing yards or the 300-yard bonus in five straight games. Look, we're going to need Houston to push them a little bit in this game, but he is so good right now. Every one of his pass catchers projects to beat their medium projection. If he throws for three or more touchdowns, somebody has to be on the receiving end of them. And with everybody 
and their mother is going to be on Travis Etienne this week going against Houston. A good way to leverage off of that is to target the passing game through Trevor Lawrence. Man, yeah. that, that was a tough, tough one for me. Uh, you know, I know that the Jags pass catchers are underpriced and you can maybe fit one in here or there and cash it. In, but in cash, I would not want to use Lawrence or multiple no. pass catcher. You know, it's just the Texans, it would shock you how little they've given up to passing games this season. Everyone just runs on them. So, uh, but I just want to, I'm saying all that from a cash perspective, right? Totally get it from a tournament perspective. I think it makes sense to be a little contrarian because of that. So I, I hear you all to- totally get it from that perspective. I'm just, I'm just nervous about them because you don't have to throw. They, they haven't allowed much production or what is it? Five, uh, five, six touchdowns to receivers this season, this whole season. Yeah. Like, it's a shocking low number. It's just, you don't have to throw against the Texans. I mean, they're always behind, and because running backs are averaging, like, a league-high 27 rush attempts against them, and, like, they're giving up basically half a first down on every single running back carry. So, Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to throw, and they're in running script situations every time teams play Houston. They rarely play from ahead, so teams just don't need to throw it. Right. That's exactly right. That's my concern about the ceiling here. I just don't know if there's much of a ceiling with these guys, Mm -hmm. but... uh, you know, if you want to set a few lines, be contrarian. Price point. That's your, that's your opportunity. Certainly yeah. with Ingram, too. All right. Let's talk about a couple other quarterbacks that we like. Jared Goff at $5,600. On the other side of that, Justin Fields played Jared Goff. That's at the 300-yard bonus in four home games. They are at home. He's also thrown multiple touchdowns in seven of his eight home games this year. Also, like Kirk Cousins, $6,400. And Gardner Minshew. 5,500 taken on the Saints. A little bit mm-hmm. of a tougher matchup, but definitely saving some money if you want to go with Minchu there at 5,500, who was really nice last week. He was. All right, let's talk running back position. And speaking of being really nice, James Conner, mm-hmm. $7,200, Mike Clay. What do you like about James Conner this yeah, week? Yeah, he's a top three running back in our rankings for season long this week, and yet he's just 7,200 at RB6 in pricing. It's just too low for a guy that has been a fantasy superstar now for six straight weeks, touchdown in six straight games, 23 plus fantasy points in four of six. 20.8 fantasy points per game during that span. Only Josh Jacobs is ahead of him. And how about this? 92% of the snaps and 21.7 touches per game. Wow. Uh, just high end usage and production. Last week, he played, they had 73 offensive snaps, which is a big number. The league average is around 64, 65. He played 71 out of 73 snaps. The guy doesn't come off the field. He's heavily involved in the passing game and the running game. Going up against Atlanta here, more of a neutral matchup, but the usage is incredible. Connor at this price point, love him, love him. Yeah, that seems crazy to me that we, like you said, we have him as a top three running back in season long, but here he's only the sixth highest priced mm-hmm. running back on the slate at seventy two hundred dollars. So price really just like hasn't that. caught up to yeah. what he has done. You're, they're still he's he's still kind of discounted because of the injuries in the first couple months of the season. Maybe a little of the bad offense, but he's kind of snuck in there and been dominant now for a month and a half yeah well speaking of being dominant we just talked about this the houston texans are not good against running backs al zeidenfeld and so why not talk about travis Etienne? only sixty four hundred dollars here and he's been seeing more work in the running game over the last month yeah so it's been as simple this year in daily fantasy as just play the running back playing against Texans. so like why would I stop now? It's week 17. I'm still going to do the same thing. We're going to play Travis at the end here at 6,400. A lot of other people are going to play him as well, but I don't think his percentage in tournaments is going to get out of control because as I'm looking at it, I got like 10 to 12 guys projecting as really good values at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Not many of them are extremely expensive. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is expensive and Austin Eckler are expensive, but there's a lot of value plays and they're all in this 6K or 5,500 to like 7,500 range. I think that that collectively is going to hold percentages down and you can eat a little bit of chalk 
uh, in your tournament lineups. As long as you find other places to get different, because at the end of the day, you just have to score more points than everybody else. Three players have 20 touches and 110 yards in each of the past weeks. Uh, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne. Now, the weirdest thing that I'm going to say this year is I'm begging at this point for the Jacksonville Jaguars to just, can you give Travis Etienne Derrick Henry's workload in the passing game? Can we do, can we aspire for him to get Derrick Henry usage in the past game? Please. Yeah. Three is not enough. It really isn't yeah. with how good this kid was in college at catching the ball and all the things mm-hmm. that could be here. Like it, I know exactly how you feel. We've been talking about it all season where we just want to unlock more, mm-hmm. more Travis Etienne. Yeah. And the problem is the same problem, problem quote that the saints are having, which is why they're using Alvin Kamara as their primary rushers. They don't just trust. They don't trust anyone else in that role. So yeah. he's handling all these carries and they have no one there. You know, they can't leave him out there for every single play. It's just, it's too much of a workload. So yeah, seeing that same <laughs> kind of issue, maybe they'll add a bigger back next year. We'll see. They had one traded him to the jets. It did be me. looks like a good deal now considering he's barely played, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I, I oh, by the way, uh, that's what, that's where my brain was going. So I agree with the value of running back. There's a lot of options this week. It was tough to figure out the three I wanted to use, but I feel like this has been the case for a while, which is why I've been jamming mm-hmm. three running backs and using a running mm-hmm. back in my flex most of the season. Yeah. I just feel like all year long, there's been a lot of value at that position and that maintains this week. Well, there are a couple other guys we like at that running back position this week. Saquon Barkley, $8,000 taken on the Colts. Brian Robinson, Love him. only $5,200 taking on Cleveland. Tyler Algier as well. He's had two great weeks back oh, yeah. to back. $5,300 against Arizona. Miles Sanders got a ton of volume last week without Jalen Hurts under center. Mm-hmm. Sub $6,000 running back again, taking on the Saints. And then Dalvin Cook at 7K, taking on the Green Bay Packers. Just sneaks through all, just one of them guys. No yep. one talks about him, just keeps doing the job all year long. You know, speaking of doing the job, Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Nah. Of course oh, you yes. would. Oh, that's right. Yes, I would. And when I it comes like to that. great rates and insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, your truck, your motorcycle, your boat, and RV. Even help with your homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app available 24 hours at assistance and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today. See all the ways that you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right. At the wide receiver position, right, Mike we Clay. Go. We're paying down $3,000. Greg Dorch is the name that we have here in the sheet taking uh-huh. on the Atlanta Falcons. Why do you like Greg Dorch yeah. this week? How do you stack up the rest of your lineup? You find a guy like this that you could punt on and get the bare minimum uh, from, from Greg Dorch at 3K against the Atlanta Falcons. It, uh, Falcons, the minimum price for a wide receiver here at 3000 Last week, he had 11 targets, ran 35 of a possible 46 routes, had more targets than anyone else in Arizona, including... Some fellow named DeAndre Hopkins, some other guy named Marquise Brown. It was Greg Dorch. Those guys are good. Who was number one. And that was without Cole McCoy under center. And remember, I talked about this in past weeks. Cole McCoy has fed his primary slot receiver. Uh, back in week 10, Rondale Moore had 13 targets, primary slot. The next week, it was Greg Dorch. He had 11 that week. The last two weeks, it was Marquise, or uh, excuse me, weeks 12 and 13. It was Hollywood Brown, who had eight targets in both of those games. And then, of course, last week, uh, he wasn't in there, but Dorch had 11, right? So uh, he's back in that role. Yeah. McCoy likes throwing to that position. It's a good spot for him at this price point. He should be able to get to nine. He might have not. He might have like six, seven catches alone, and you just need nine points to play, pay off this uh, this salary here. By the way, Atlanta, the most fantasy points over expected to receivers this season. They've been better lately. I've talked about this. I talked about it in the earlier pod, but it's really been against the perimeter. Uh, not as good against the slot, which again is where Dorch is going to be. So this is a good spot, especially if AJ Terrell shadows DeAndre Hopkins. Just going to open up more and more and more. Again, this is a guy that's a sleeper for double-digit targets at 3K. 
I don't know how you don't just plant them in your cash lineup. You can do just so much else, as we'll see a little bit later on. Gives you a lot of flexibility, does oh, yeah. Greg Dorch. All right, Al, let's talk about another wide receiver here. I'm on I'm I'm stoked about this one. Drake London has been yeah. coming on the last couple of weeks. Right now, still sub five thousand dollars, forty nine hundred dollars taken on the Arizona Cardinals. What do you like about Drake London's matchup this week? I mean, can you spell secondary stack kids? I think you can. SEC uh, off of Greg Dorch, you go right here to Drake London, who's getting thirty five percent of the target market share. From Ritter, six catches or more four times this season, uh, and three of those times have come in the last three games. He's getting absolutely peppered with targets. Nine targets in Week 16, 11 in Week 15, uh, and 12 in Week 13. Now, he has not scored over that time frame, but six-plus catches and 70-plus yards in all of those games. Mike mentioned how all the running back value has been there this year on DraftKings, and they've really ratcheted up the mid-to-low-priced wide receivers. But with Dorch and London... Now we have two guys where we can target targets in this spot, and they correlate well with one another. Uh, I think that this uh, this game, specifically through Dorch and one of the high-volume Atlanta players, is a very easy place to go for a secondary uh, mm -hmm. stack in tournaments. And nobody wants to play Drake London because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns because that offense doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. But you can't give a 6'4", 220-pound receiver that many targets, that many catches, and that many yards and not have him wander into the painted area at some point. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, I would think regression is going to get mm -hmm. him there, and he's been getting a lot of usage. Yeah, I agree. And if you don't want to go London, you have Tyler Algier, who's the pivot yep. there, I think, yeah. if you want to do the, the secondary sack. I'm with you. All right, a couple of the wide receivers that we like this week. Corey Davis. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, but yeah. I like him more when Zach Wilson's there because that's Zach Wilson's boy. Right? Yeah. He loves throwing him the ball. He's not going to be in there. It's going to be Mike White. But, what about uh, when Mike White is out there? Do you like Garrett Wilson? I like Garrett Wilson. Yes, we there do. $5,500 taken on Seattle. We always love Justin Jefferson. The fact that Justin Jefferson still hasn't hit 10,000 is crazy to me because has he mm -hmm. not hit 30 fantasy points in like four of his last five? He And also three of his there's last two four? games left and he's on track to break the single season receiving yardage record. They're going to try to get that for him. So uh, he'll be busy. They're going to keep him very busy. The Amon Ross St. Brown, only $7,800, six week, week eight, third in targets, second in catches. Last time he played these Chicago Bears, he was 10 for 11 for 119 yards. Reminder, it's a home game. You get home Jared home Goff here, so that's nice. Zay Jones, mm -hmm. 5,000 against Houston, and a couple other cheaper guys here. Tutu Atwell, 3,600 against the Chargers. Elijah Moore, 3,500 against Seattle, and then Cortland Sutton, 5,100 with Russell Wilson under center against Kansas City. Uh, you'll notice three... Three Jets, three Jets receivers on that list. Again, Mike White is back. The Jets receivers have been underpriced pretty much all season. We've been using Garrett Wilson a ton, right? Mike White throws uh, the ball a bunch, right? Exactly. And this is going to upgrade their passing game. It is a tough matchup in Seattle. They've been pretty good at slowing down passing games. That's what uh, gives you a little bit of a hesitation. But hey, throw a G GPP lineup at it. You know, White, yeah. Wilson, Moore, Davis, maybe Tyler Conklin, something like that. Uh, bring it back with a Metcalf, something like that. Maybe lock it off the injury. People might be a little scared off. You, you have some things you could do. Uh, actually, you might not want to go receiver against the, the Jets. Might not be the way to go, but Kenneth Walker, maybe something like that. You can yeah. do, do a little damage. All right, let's talk about the tight end position here, Mike. I know that we have talked about this Houston Texans defense a fair amount. I feel bad we've been picking on them a lot, but mm -hmm. Evan Ingram, $4,400 also taken on the Texans this week. It's tough to be able to get away from what Evan Ingram has done at the tight end position. Yeah, how about 14 plus fantasy points in four straight games? That's we'll take good. that at a 4,400 price point for sure. 10 targets per game, seven or more targets in all four of those outings. That's during that four game stretch. It's just the volume has been there. The production has been there. Uh, two of those games were 100 yard games. So we're getting the three point bonus yep. as well. 
Uh, if you look at the, that four game stretch and you compare all tight ends, he has 20 more fantasy points than any other tight end. He what? has been dominating this position. He's in our top three, I think, consensus ahead of Mark Andrews this week. Do you know where he's at as far as the uh, price for tight ends this week? Uh, eighth. Eighth price eighth tight price end. Tight end for a guy we have top three at worst top four, right? So wow. it's, you know, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Ingram, and Mark Mark Andrews going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he in is. that conversation now based on a month now of dominant play. So, uh, yeah, I like Ingram. I talked about you know, how, how good Houston has been against passing games. It's really been wide receiver centric, right? They've, there's been a lot of upside from quarterbacks receivers. They have shut down, but tight ends fine, right? You can get that position against them. So I'm, I'm good with Ingram here, especially at this price. Yeah. Speaking of being good at the tight end position, Al, is this another week where you can start Travis Kelsey? Cause I was told at the start of the season, every week is a Travis Kelsey week. So if there's ever a week to not be a Travis Kelsey week, historically, it's been when he's played the Denver Broncos. He averages less points per game the last three, four, five years uh, in his matchups against Denver than he has against the rest of the league. However, a lot of those matchups were in different situations when Tyreek Hill was there and they just went outside uh, against Denver. This year, he did have his uh, one bad game against Denver. However, 100-yard bonus in consecutive games for the first time this year Uh and a hundred yard bonus or a touchdown in six of his last eight games. I do think that Denver could have like a dead cat bounce here this week where off the firing of Hackett, they could do a little bit more offensively, which forces Kansas city pushes them a little bit. You can bring him back with somebody like Jerry Judy, who is still underpriced at the wide receiver position. And you're paying up so much because Mike was talking about the rankings of who is the highest priced guys. And Hawkinson, I believe is number two at like 5,400. So you have to pay so much more, but there's enough value at running back and wide receiver to be able to make it work. And you're mm -hmm. going to have less traffic on Travis Kelsey this week. One, because of the matchup two because uh, he is just so much more expensive at tight end, but it can reap dividends for you and be a separator at that position. If he has a 25 plus point day with not many other tight ends uh, at the position capable of doing that. And if the guys who are capable of doing that, somebody like EJ Hawkinson or Evan Ingram currently the way he's running, uh, if they get like 11 or 12 fantasy points, Travis Kelsey can be a massive separator for you at that did, position um, on your lineup. Did the Broncos give up 51 points last week, Al? I was mm -hmm. there. It was ugly. Oh, yeah. And our were seats there. were like right on the Broncos sideline. And I kept saying to my kids and my wife, I was like, they are not happy. They like <laughs> in the first quarter, like they like, look, they that position doesn't like each other. That position group doesn't like uh -huh. each other. Like they are infighting on that sideline constantly. And we left before the fight uh, between the offensive line and the backup quarterback. So like mm -hmm. this is well before that first quarter. They just were not ready to play that. Day. Yeah, I think um, I think the tight end did pretty well in that game, too. Yeah. Did he not? I think uh, Tyler yeah. Higby had Big a couple game. of scores. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Just maybe if Travis Kelsey all can... first half. Yeah. Hey, what's a really quickly? What's a dead cat? bounce i've never heard of that before it's a stock market reference when something is going all the way downhill all of a sudden it's like okay it's down and then okay it takes a little bit of like a 10 percent tick up what does okay. that have to do with so, a cat because they change let's coaches, not so think of the visual yeah <laughs> okay, okay okay oh i yeah with all a right, cat i don't right, know i gotcha I, I know how it applies i understand yeah. uh all right let's talk about a couple other tight ends that we like this week tj hawkinson we just talked about him fifty four hundred dollars taken on the green bay packers the number two tight end on the slate Tyler Conklin, $2,900, and David Njoku, $4,100, taking on Washington. 
A couple of tight ends to be able to consider if you don't like either Evan Ingram or Travis Kelsey, although I like both Evan Ingram and Travis Kelsey. Okay. All right, let's head into the weekly lineup. Let's Mike go. Clay, head-to-head lineup, bring it. Week right. 17. Justin Fields, of course. I'm paying up at 7,900 at quarterback. Travis Etienne and James Conner at running back. I'm also going to go with Brian Robinson. I'm going to plug Oh, three running backs again. So again. Okay. Three running backs, a lot of value there. Uh, wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, Greg Dortch, and Garrett Wilson. Tight end is Evan Ingram, and I'm going with New England's defense right now at 2,600. They're playing a shorthanded Miami team that's going to be missing to a tongue of Viola. So uh, that's it. Yeah, that's a bad lineup. I like that. I like Brian Robinson at $5,200 for sure, and then paying down on Greg Dorch to be able to get Justin Fields and Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, Houston, really bad run defense. Cleveland, really bad run defense. Yeah. So I like Robinson and also Antonio Gibson. Uh, not certain to play. I'm actually going to like Robinson more. He'll be if, like a lock if uh, Antonio Gibson's out. And uh, New England getting a Teddy Bridgewater Miami I just said team. That. I oh, see you were you? listening while I was oh, talking. Oh, sorry. No, so I, was, I, was, I was looking through the list because I was told <laughs> that it was up here on the list. So that's, that's great. All right. All right. Let's go through my team really quickly. <clears throat> Same thing, but different. I've got Jared Goff under center, $5,600. Travis Etienne and Miles Sanders as my two running backs with Leonard Fournette in the flex. I'm also going three running backs with Smart. the success Mike Smart. has had. At the run, uh, wide receiver position, I've got Amon Ross St. Brown, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson with TJ Hawkinson at the tight end position and the San Francisco 49ers taking on Jared, Jared Stidham. Stidham. <laughs> We're attacking this week. That is exactly what we are doing. You know, the, the problem with your lineup, Mike, is you only have one Detroit line in it. Mm. I've got two in mine. Yeah, that hasn't worked well for me when I've used lots of Lions. Oh, really? So it's that's, better to go against Lions. Yeah, that's weird. Want. Well, what do you think, Al? How many Lions are you going to use this week? I'm going to use multiple Lions oh! because I want to have exposure. Wow. <laughs> That's a bad plan. That's I want to have exposure plan. to the highest total game of the day. And it's like the highest total game by like five or six points at this point. Now I'm doing things a little bit differently. Typically I double stack the quarterback with Justin Fields, who never rarely, oh, who rarely this. throws it more than like 24 times a game. There's not very many catches to go around. Uh, and his rushing ability gives him a ceiling as well as Mike spoke about earlier on the show with 45, 47 being his ceiling. So give me the premium quarterback with Justin Fields. I'll lock up the tight end position with Cole Komet. Hopefully he can, uh, walk into the end zone and score himself a touchdown. Tyler Algier and Travis Etienne Jr. at running back. Greg Dortch, the value we spoke about, correlating with Algier at running back. And I've got a double bring back with Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark do, 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 at wide receiver. Austin Eckler is a one-off at running back. And the Packers defense up against Minnesota on the road at 2300. They have played very well against Kirk Cousins uh, historically when playing in Green Bay. Okay. Al also going with three running backs there. All three uh -huh. of us going three running backs in the flex mm -hmm. this like week. A lot of sort of. I have Eckler. Isn't he just like a wide receiver? He's at this point? He's on pace like 120 mm -hmm. catches. Yeah. What does he have? He's got like 117 targets on the year or something like that. 95 catches or something like that already on the season. So superstar. He is fantastic. All right. That's going to do it for week 17. A reminder, please follow at Al Zeidenfeld at Mike Clay NFL. I am at Daniel Dopp. All of the other things that Al does is at smizzle.tv slash links for all the other DFS stuff that he does. So check that out. Mike, you got a bunch of stuff on E+. Go I check do. out this. You have all of these DFS matchups mm -hmm. and values on ESPN+. Yep, DFS value chart, shadow report, playbook, all, those things. all that fun stuff. All that good stuff. We love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We can't wait to see you on Friday, and we will be back next week with another CSS DFS in Week 18. See ya. It's 
no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you. 